0: Yes, the Verge Twins are out in front of the field at the Class AA State Golf Tournament, and Bozeman Gallatin is in contention for the team title. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Justice Verge, who has claimed two of the last three Class AA state titles, fired an opening round 71 at Cottonwood Hills in Bozeman on Thursday. His twin brother, Jordan, who is searching for his first individual state title, shot a 71 as well, as the Gallatin Raptors have an eight-stroke advantage in the race for the team trophy. Missoula Sentinel, the defending Class AA Boys State champions, stepped a five-year winning streak for Bozeman High last fall. Billings West leads the girls' team race by a whopping 35 strokes. Bella Johnson shot a two-under 71 Thursday, 11 strokes better than the rest of the Field. Missoula Loyola's Maggie Crippen set the all-class record in 2012 with a two-round stroke total of 143. Three years later, Billings West's Hayden Floor shot a 144 to break the state AA girls' mark. Another 71 from Johnson would break both of those records. Missoula Big Sky's Hayden Ellis sits in fifth place at one over in the boys' individual race, while Sentinel's Cade McDonough, the individual medalist as a freshman last year, sits in a four-way time for seventh at three over. And finally, Crosstown football descends upon the Garden City tonight as Missoula Big Sky and Missoula Hellgate square off. The Knights are 2-2 two two while Big Sky is 1-4. Sentinel takes a 14-game winning streak on the road to face winless Caldwell Flathead. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
3: Lesson. we each
4: have a star. All we have to do is find it. When you do, everyone looks easy. We'll be blinding. The theater that's right and say you have a future. When you turn your back, same cats to try
3: to
0: shoot you. Uh, uh. What, what up? Welcome back. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Radio really, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Colter Nuanas. He's by James Seabrook. We're rolling here on a Friday from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online to check out the largest inventory of trucks. Anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Missed thing in the first hour? Fun first hour. A winding conversation, including talking points about Soul Singers, NFL games, Big Sky Conference games, Ben Simmons, and we also heard from Ali Cottle, excuse me, our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. All that can be found on the podcast. is Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. High school football on the horizon here tonight, so we got plenty to get to when it comes to that. Uh, Before we get into the Crosstown matchup tonight, Rajim, your coach down at Sentinel. Sentinel's got it rolling. State champions a year ago. Four straight wins to open this season. Already beat number one, Billings West. Already beat number three, Calspell Glacier. Went on the road and beat the preseason number two in the state, a High, last week. Sentinels got it cooking. What's been the secret? What's been the remedy? Uh, because the Spartans have never been in this position before,
1: as the team with the target on their backs. Uh, it's, it starts with the man at the top of the program is Dane Oliver, man. He he just continues to pr- uh, preach we. If you ever interview one of the kids, it's never about the I. It's about we. It's about the offense, the we-fence. It's about a total program alignment. I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, Helena has a good team. Glacier has a nice team. But Dane Oliver has built a program and there's a difference. And the kids have brought, brought into that mentality of it's about the program. It's not about individual accolades. It's about the program. And uh, that's the biggest difference between us and a lot of other teams in the state right now.
0: Do this every Friday Garden City Spotlight, highlighting the Class AA football coaches from right here, in the city of Missoula. Well, here just in a quick minute from uh, Missoula's uh, Hellgate head coach, Mick Morris, and Missoula Big Sky head coach, Matt Johnson. They take on each other. The first crossdown game of the season uh, because Sentinel's game against Hellgate was canceled due to COVID-19 protocols. So, um, bummer that that happened, but we do have our first crossdown clash. And this actually, of, of the three crossover matchups that we're going to have, think this is the one that's probably going to be the most competitive, right? Because you have a two-win Hellgate team and a one-win Big Sky team, both of whom have actually played really hard. Double A, actually, I want to start with a broad question for you. Right now, Double A is so tiered, and when the elite teams play the the bottom third teams, it's really ugly, man, and it's honestly hard to like watch and, re- and not and even like report on, like. I don't know. I'm not trying to talk about a 63 to six game. Cause who cares? Y- Cause one team just got wiped. Like it's sad to be those kids, you know? So, uh, why do you
1: think that is though? Why is there this sort of this massive dichotomy? Well, what we're seeing across the state, especially in double is, is the emergence of new schools. So, totally. you know, uh, we'll take Bozeman, Bozeman, perennial annual powerhouse, right? No, no question. Belgrade comes in, the new high school comes in and st- programs seem to lessen. Um, Same thing, you know. In other aspects, it's interesting to see what's going on with Helena's teams. The addition of the East Helena school hurt uh, Helena and hurt Capital as well. Sure. Um, So that's what's
0: funny too, because from a demographic standpoint, and just like uh, there's always areas and towns that have certain different types of kids that are coming from them, just depending on where they live, what their parents do, what the background is, all that stuff. But East Helena kids have always been.
1: Tough kids. Like the kids yeah. that are going to the Helena schools are from East Helena are the tough ones. Yep. And now there's, you know, the third school. It I don't want to say water is down, but it what it does is it just the con the pool, the concentrated pools of talent Aren't as deep as they were as schools continue to grow and emerge. And that's what's happening up north to it, you know, to our neighbors up the north, up in Kalispell. Like Glacier, Glacier is, is hoarding athletes at, a, at an alarming rate. And I'm not saying that they're doing anything. So please don't get the streams crossed on that, folks. It's just this uh, right now, it's just certain schools are just being filled with athletes, and, and we're seeing it across the state.
0: All, all that's to say, and I'm not trying to demean anybody's teams or whatever. But all that's to say, is from an objective sports analyst perspective, there's a few teams in the state that I don't think have any ability to beat each other unless they play each other. Cal, I right. Calispell fly has not beaten anybody unless maybe they play Belgrade. But I think that that ship's already sailed because that's East-West. They didn't play in the non-conference. Exactly.
1: There's
0: a couple other teams that are really struggling right now. Great Falls High actually surprisingly struggling, but I do think they're maybe a little bit above that that bottom tier. Galton. Uh, Raptors not really sure where they're at, but they're sort of in that bottom. Third. I do, I do think the Big Sky and Hellgate are in the middle tier, though. I do think they can actually beat a few teams besides just the bottom teams. Uh, but the team, the, the the team that wins this game tonight, it's going to be a proven moment. So let's hear from first and foremost, Mick Morris. His team has a pair of victories, albeit over Belgrade and Flathead. But you got to get the ones that you can get. And uh, Hellgate's 2-2 two and two coming in this Crosstown matchup tonight. Andrew Houghton caught up with Mick Morris earlier this week.
5: Joined now on the Garden City Spotlight by Hellgate coach Mick Morris. The Knights coming off a 62-38 barn burner win over Kalispell Flathead heading into a Crosstown rivalry game this weekend against Missoula Big Sky. Mick, let's talk about last week's game for a little bit. I watched it. A little bit of it because I was in the studio late night and I was watching it on SWX, which we have up on the TVs in the studio here. What a what an exciting game! I mean, what was it like for you though? Sixty two thirty eight win. Yeah, we played pretty well. I
6: mean, especially on offense, you know, we did a lot of good things. Um, you know, scored about every possession. Connor Dick had a, had a pretty special night. You know, he had six passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns and about five hundred and thirty yards of offense so yeah we did a lot of good things on the offensive side of the ball um you know average 12 yards of play so things were things were definitely clicking um had one turnover but um you know anytime you can score 60 points in three quarters it's a pretty good night um you know defensively we 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 need to get a little bit better right you know we didn't didn't get stops we needed to and kind of gave up some you know we had third and long a few times and then gave up the quarterback kind of getting out of the pocket and stuff but um, you know, overall, obviously, any, any any win is a good win, and um, anytime you can can put points on the boards, fun for fun for the players, fun for the fans. So yeah, we're pretty excited about it.
5: Yeah, just a real track meet back and forth. I mean, it looked like every time I I looked up, somebody was scoring a sixty yard touchdown. Were you expecting that kind of game going into it?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think so. You know, I, you know, Flathead's definitely struggled um, on both sides of the ball, but you know, we feel like there was definitely some matchups where we get Ian Finch and Leo Filardi and take Swetland out in space. And, you know, we, for the first time really all year, we, we, we were able to kind of take advantage of that and we had kind of struggled with getting big plays. So we finally were able to do that. And, you know, defensively, you know, their quarterback's a good young athlete and we kind of struggled a little bit at times. So, um, you know, kind of got some stops when we needed to and, um, but yeah, I think you know. I we were excited with the performance for sure.
5: Does that give you any added momentum heading into the game this week? I mean, just seeing the offense sort of operate at that high of a level.
6: I think so. You know, anytime you come off a win, and you know, going into a, a big crosstown game with Big Sky, I think it gives you confidence. Um, we obviously know that the Big Sky is going to definitely put forth a you know a different type of challenge, but. Um, you know, our kids feel good about, you know, kind of executing. You know, we first game, we really had both both our, our run game and our pass game working. And I think just being able to be multidimensional for us is a big thing because a lot of times we're able to throw the ball and not being able to run it. So, um, you know, hopefully it's, uh, you know, regardless of what Big Sky shows us, we're able to kind of attack them.
5: Hellgate coach Mick Morris, the Knights coming off a big 62-38 win over Flathead last week. Going into this crosstown rivalry game against Big Sky this weekend, this Friday, Coach, what have you seen from the Eagles so far, and and what are you expecting them to to bring this this weekend? Well,
6: no, I think the one thing they always bring is they're always a physical team, and no matter you know if they have a winning record or a losing record, uh, you know the Big Sky is going to be physical, and that's something that you know, to be honest, we've struggled with in the past. Um, you know, we usually have some pretty good athletes, but, um, you know, we struggle with teams that, that kind of get up and get in our face a little bit. So, and we know big sky's going to do that. So hopefully, you know, as coaches, we, we've done a better job preparing our kids for that. And, um, you know, no matter what big sky's record is, you know, they're going to play close football games. Coach Johnson does a good job of, of making sure the score stays close and, Um, you know, he likes to get in a fist fight. So, um, you know, hopefully we're ready for that.
5: Yeah. Probably not expecting 110 combined points this week as you, as you guys had last week, any players to watch for big sky. I mean, who stands out on, on tape from them?
6: Yeah, they, they do have some good athletes as they usually do. You know, they got a couple of really good athletes and, and Sanders and Reed, um, you know, both play receiver, um, both play safety for them that, you know, they're, they're definitely a force um, on both sides of the ball. Um, number two and number 27, kind of their running backs. Um, man, they run real hard. They're really physical. Um, two does a great job. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to kind of key on him. 27, you know, Colby Jansen's one of the better linebackers in the state. Um, he's always going to find himself around the ball. And then their offensive line, I think, you know, done a pretty good job this year. They're they're going to be they're certainly going to be bigger than we are. And, um, let's hope we can kind of use our quickness to kind counter, of counterbalance that.
5: Big sky, of course, with the wide receiver safety duo of Trey Reed and Louis Sanders, Cole Sandberg and Colby Jensen at running back. So, some preparation you guys have going for this week. What does this game mean for you? I mean, just simply, it's the Crosstown rivalry game, and of course it's the only one you're going to get to play this year after your matchup with Sentinel was canceled early in the year. What, what does this game mean for you just this week?
6: Oh, I think it's you know, it's, it's definitely one of those games you can kind of look at. And it's, it's, to say it's not a bigger game than others is a lie, right? It, it means a ton. I mean, it means a lot to our kids. We haven't beaten Big Sky, uh, I guess we beat him two years ago, you know, lost to him last year. Um, it's the only crosstown game we're probably going to get unless we see Sentinel in the playoffs. But, but beyond that, you know, it's got a ton of playoff implications. You know, whoever wins this game really is going to have a leg up into in getting into the playoffs. And so, there's there's a lot riding on this game between crosstown and playoffs and pride and everything with it. Yeah, it's it's a huge game.
5: Of course, this uh, crosstown rivalry game, as Coach Morris says here. Big playoff implications. uh Big Sky zero three, I believe, in conference play, and the Knights sitting at one and two. Anything else that one you've one and one. One and one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. One one and one. With the loss to Helena, the win over Flathead. Anything else that you've seen yeah. going into this game? Anything else that you're looking forward to? No, I mean, it's going to be a good
6: game. Weather's going to be good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you're going to see probably a, a contradiction of two different styles of football, right? You're going to see a team like us that we like to kind of air it out a little bit, and you're going to see a team like Big Sky that likes to kind of pound the football. So these are all, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of these games, right, when, when you've got two different offensive philosophies going up against each other. Um, you know, when we've been in, you know, I remember playing Glacier last year in a, in a similar type of game. You know, and so you don't expect maybe a lot of scoring, but sometimes it, these games kind of have a way of, of, you know, putting points on the board. So, yeah, we're, you know, it's going to be a fun game.
5: We'll be watching that one closely. Of course, Hellgate coach Mick Morris joining us for the Garden City Spotlight. Coach, thanks for coming on as always. Appreciate your time and good luck this week. Hey,
6: thanks. I
0: appreciate it as always, guys. There you
5: go. Mick Morris, Missoula Hellgate.
0: you hear from Matt Johnson a little later on, but. Right now we're here from Dane Oliver. His team takes on uh, Calispell Flathead on the road. Rajim is coaching up there at, at Sentinel right now. Uh, Rajim Seabrook, by the way, in studio with me, Coulter is here on Nuana's Now. Hey, Raj is going on a little uh, movie excursion with his boy. Uh, so he's going to take off a little before we're, we're all said and done here. So uh, in the effort of, you know, making Rajim's time but also great rhymes worth your time, uh, we're going to come back around to Matt Johnson and send you into your weekend with Coach Johnson uh, here uh, right before the end of the top of the hour. But here's Dane Oliver, caught up with him for just a minute. Uh, He's a busy guy, man, and I was busy this week too, so only about five minutes with Dane this week, but uh, good stuff. And uh, Sentinel has navigated a murderer's row thus far. Now they get some reprieve with probably the team that's going to struggle to win a game the most in the Class AA ranks, Calspell Flathead. But still a road game, still a challenge. Sentinel still the mark team in the AA a level. Here's Dane Oliver, part of our Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. It's time now for more from the Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris, Oral Surgical Associates. You need your wisdom teeth out? He's the guy to go see. Dr. Gene Morris, you can visit OralSurgicalAssociates.com for more information on all of his awesome oral surgical prowess. Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, joins us now. And the top-ranked Spartans, they kept on rolling. They go into Helena High, a 27-6 to victory over the Bengals in the Capital City. And an outstanding defensive performance from your squad, Dane. So, uh, just start there. I mean, what did you think of your defense last week and how are you guys able to slow down? What was an offense that scored 63 the week before against Hellgate?
4: Well, I think everything starts up front. Uh, Zach Cruz, Charlie Kurgan, Joe White, and the entire D-line, uh, you know, it, it kind of played into our our personnel. They were kind of uh, a spread it out team, and obviously it's a good move with the quarterback they have, but I thought uh, Zach Cruz and Charlie specifically really got after the quarterback, and um, it, it it affected their passing game, so I uh, just just an all-around great performance by those guys.
0: And offensively, uh, you guys have had a lot of different guys that have grabbed attention this year, but Adam Jones, three rushing touchdowns, and he's a guy we haven't talked about that much on this show. So what have you thought of his contributions and how big was that, the fact that he got in the end zone three times for you guys?
4: Well, Adam's a kid that his freshman, sophomore year, uh, he, was, he was just beat up, and he's been kind of waiting for this breakout year. He's obviously got a ton of talent, um, and... Uh, just kind of was that game where it got down to the end zone, and he he was the guy running the ball, and but but his his partner in crime Kellen Curtis had 97 rushing yards, just a great downhill runner. So it's a good one-two punch right now, and you had the quarterback run into it, and, and then our ability to to spread it out to uh, Drew Clough and Peyton Stevens, uh, Joe Wyda draws drawn a lot of attention, and it kind of lends itself to a, to a pretty good offense of uh, game. It,
0: was there anything particular you guys did defensively to slow down hell and I? Because Caden Hewitt, one of the best quarterbacks in the state of Montana, and uh, that's an offense that when they get rolling, they can really pile up the points, but you guys seem to really stifle them. So was, that, was there any adjustments you made coaching-wise or any sort of uh, things you guys did to cross them up?
4: Well, I think Coach Moss, our defensive coordinator. He does a good job. He, he really plays to the personnel we have, uses a lot of different defensive packages, uh, can, kind of can get into some exotic stuff on third down and, and mix it up. So just, I think the the answer to that question would be presented a lot of different looks, and, and as a high school quarterback, that can be difficult. So, uh, you know, hats off to the kids for executing that game
0: plan. Garden City Spotlight, presented by Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. Missoula central head coach Dane Oliver joining us. Spartans on a 14-game winning streak. Dating back to last year, they are the defending champions. They're the number one team in the state, and they've already taken down several of the best teams in the state. This week, Coach... Kalispell Flathead on the horizon. They're coached by a first-year head coach, and Alex Cummings, who, by the way, is a Missoula Big Sky alum, a winless Flathead team. Coach, what's your uh, initial scout on the Braves?
4: Well, I, I think they're a team. You know, everybody's been the a mile first-year head coach. I've known a while, the and tree- uh, I'm glad he got his chance to finally run a program up there, and he's he's working his butt off to get there. I see a lot of energy on the sidelines. You, they're they don't I know their their numbers are down for their senior class, so they're playing a lot of underclassmen. Um, but but I see an engaged sideline. Uh, they're excited for their teammates when they make plays. You know uh, the focus for us this week is just focus on us. it's It's a daunting task. You know, the kids hear the noise from everybody outside and and so our focus is just focus on us getting better, keep improving, uh, kind of work on the things that have been uh, execution wise holding us back and go up there and have some fun with your buddies on a Friday night.
0: Is there anything particular that will be a key matchup or, or something you guys really need to take care of to have success on Friday night?
4: Well, their quarterback's a heck of an athlete, so just anytime you get a mobile quarterback, you need to be real disciplined in your pass, in your pass rush lanes, uh, run to the football because he can hurt you. Uh, they got some, some plays you can tell that they install each week, that they execute well ran uh, some out knobs and, and throw a great ball. So as long as the kid has time, he's a
0: heck of a player, so we're going to need to keep an eye on him. He's Dane Oliver, Sentinel head coach. His team plays against Kalispell Flathead on Friday night. And, Coach, we appreciate you taking time in your schedule each and every weekend. We'll catch up with you next week, but best of luck against Flathead on Friday night. Right,
4: thanks, Colter.
0: Look forward to catching up with you soon. There you go. The main man, Dane Oliver. The king of Class AA football at this exact moment in time, 14 straight victories, leading the defending state champion Sentinel Spartans on the road tonight to take on Kalispell Flathead. We'll hear from Matt Johnson as part of our Garden City Spotlight uh, in a little while later on in the show. Once Rajim heads on over to the movie theater, uh, but the oral uh, excuse me, the Garden City Spotlight is presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. Looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment. Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates provides a wide range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and, of course, wisdom teeth removal. Dr. Morris and his staff use advanced imaging technology for more accurate diagnosis and effective treatments while also using innovative techniques to treat a wide range of problems. To benefit from this outstanding level of care, schedule an appointment with Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates today. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and get you all prepped up for the showdown on the turf, on the red turf, on the blood red turf, in the Inferno. The Grizz have never won on the red turf. They take a number four national ranking to Cheney, Washington tomorrow, the biggest game in the United States of America at the FCS level. Keep it right here. nuana's now. <laughs>
4: and Missoula
0: Sports Center. The Verge Twins are out in front of the field at the Class AA State Golf Tournament, and Bozeman Gallatin is in contention for the team title. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Justice Verge, who has claimed two of the last three Class AA state titles, fired in opening round 71 at Cottonwood Hills in Bozeman on Thursday. His twin brother, Jordan, who is searching for his first individual state title, shot a 71 as well, as the Gallatin Raptors have an eight-stroke advantage in the race for the team trophy. Missoula Sentinel, the defending Class AA Boys State champions, stepped a five-year winning streak for Bozeman High last fall. Billings West leads the girls' team race by a whopping 35 strokes. Bella Johnson shot a two-under 71 Thursday, 11 strokes better than the rest of the field. Missoula Loyola's Maggie Crippen set the all-class record in 2012 with a two-round stroke total of 143. Three years later, Billings West's Hayden Floor shot a 144 to break the state AA girls' mark. Another 71 from Johnson would break both of those records. Missoula Big Sky's Hayden Ellis sits in fifth place at one over in the boys' individual race, while Sentinel's Cade McDonough, the individual medalist as a freshman last year, sits in a four-way tie for seventh at three over. And finally, Crosstown football descends upon the Garden City tonight as Missoula Big Sky and Missoula Hellgate square off. The Knights are 2-2 two two while Big Sky is 1-4. Sentinel takes a 14-game winning streak on the road to face winless Caldwell Flathead. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
5: Just want find a way to work it out. We've been
0: through so much good and bad times. Girl, I did you wrong. Welcome back, Nuanas now, 1029, ESPN Radio, as well as statewide TV, SWX Montana Television. This beautiful man is Rajim Seabrook. I am Coulter Nuanas. We do this every day together, every Friday together. Right here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX. We are broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. Bringing it back in with some 112. This was a uh, the impetus of our afternoon conversation about my... Uh <laughs> Less than I don't even know what to say. How do you spin it? It's just soft R and B, man. I like me some late nineties, soft R and B. It's all good. Ain't nothing wrong with it, brother. Well, we were talking about one twelve, Jagged Edge, groups like that. Next, that was a good one too. Uh <laughs> but H Town. Then we started talking about the female uh iterations oh, of some yeah. of the great nineties. Uh R and B groups, and
1: you wrote down TLC. That's TLC. A come on now, phenomenal one. Oh man, one of the best of the best of the best. Oh. SWV. Like I'm so disappointed. What is it, Sisters with Voices? Sisters. We're gonna have to talk after this okay. show. All right, there's All a right. reckoning. Okay, I'm gonna listen. All I'm, right, I'll, I'll listen. I also busted out the N-Vogue. That was also a good oh, one. Oh come on, man. They that's that's a that's an echelon unto themselves. Yeah. Montana, moving mm-hmm. to three
0: mm-hmm. and zero. Last Saturday, with a 39-7 homecoming victory over Cal Poly. In some ways, the Grizzlies were utterly dominant. They flat destroyed Cal Poly on special teams. By the way, Andrew Houghton, our producer, also writer at SkylineSportsMT.com, he had a great profile on Brian Buscini, Chris Punter, who is borderline obsessed with the art of punting. And I mean that in the best way. And that's why he has emerged as only redshirt freshman former walk-on out of Helena Capital. He's one of the best punters in the country. Uh, That's not not hyperbole. He is outstanding right now. The Grizz have given up negative five punt yards over their last two games, punt return yards, that is. So they're destroying people in that element, flip and field position, all that. And uh, Malik Flowers has gotten very few opportunities because Montana's only given up three touchdowns this entire season. Yet, uh, on his first kick return of the game on Saturday, which happened to be the first kick return of the second half on Saturday, he took it all the way to the house. That breaks Jefferson Heidelberger's school record of three kick returns for touchdowns. Bleak believe Flowers has four. He's now in the mix for the all-time record. The record was set by Lamont Brightful, Eastern Washington, in the late 1990s. It's now held by Rashid Shaheed, who is currently still at Weber State. He's a senior. He has six of them. But Flowers... A junior, uh, he's still in the mix as well. Oh, that's to say, the Grizz also scored on defense. They had a punt block that they scored on as well. And so they scored in a variety of ways. They were very dominant on special teams. For the first three quarters of the game, they were dominant on defense. But yet, a lot of the narrative around Missoula, a lot of the tacking points around this Grizz football team still settles upon the offense. They've been average at best. There's been some uh, nuance to why. They are missing three primary running backs. It seems to me that they're running a pared-down version of their offense. We have not seen their uh, big-time playmakers involved at that high of an extent, guys like Sammy Kim and Gabe Solcer, and even, to a certain extent, Cole Grossman. They do have a lot of influx and uh, uh, rotation on the offensive line at the guard positions. We'll get to that a little bit as well tomorrow. Probably going to have some breaking news as far as the Grizz offensive line goes, Uh, but they haven't really found answers when it comes to those guard spots. And all that then has fell, fallen upon Cam Humphrey, the senior quarterback. And uh, I think that Montana could help him out a lot by opening up the offense. But I also think a lot of blame has fell upon him that maybe he does not deserve. And blame is a pretty arbitrary word. This shows you how successful the Grizz have been and how spoiled their fan base is because we're nitpicking uh, a pair of dis- destructive, I mean, 42-7 to and 39-7. to I mean, score however you want the Grizz are rolling right now it's just funny that there's always something to, to dissect and analyze but I know that you've been watching the Grizz quite a bit Rajim and, Absolutely. Uh,
1: I know you think that the offense has left something to be desired as well yeah this week you know I read a great article in the Missoulian about Cam being a game manager and last week during you know our show uh, pregame uh, I I, I kind of mirrored that before the article came out. Uh, he has, he's been kind of a game manager, and and one of the challenges that I talked about during the show was I would like to see him get beyond the the, the moniker of game manager and play quarterback for the University of Montana. And uh, in between the breaks, as you and I were speaking to, Coulter, when I look at the pieces around him, I look at the Gabe Saltzars, I look at the Mitch Roberts, I look at the Samia um and I look at these weapons that are around him – he has got to get better in key areas. I'm not saying be a better quarterback. I'm not saying be be a better leader. Just key areas with what he has, he should be better. The third uh, the third down conversion rate right now is is miserable, and that is stalling out drives. So it doesn't matter right. if you're if you're beating teams uh, that you should be blowing out. Come playoff time, when you start playing some of these teams uh, from back east or further south. You can't stall out like that. You cannot um, have consecutive three and outs. It just can't happen if you want to be successful outside of of your own conference, especially going into the winter months. Sean Rainey
0: made a great point on this show on Wednesday. He was saying that most of Montana's struggles on third down are actually a repercussion of their struggles on first down. Agreed. That's the issue, though, When Marcus Knight, your All-American running back, is out indefinitely. Nick Osmo, your short yards running back, is out indefinitely. And Xavier Harris actually came back last week, but he only got nine carries, so he's obviously on a snap count. And then you got Isaiah Childs, who's only been with the program for a couple months. And, uh, you know, both those guys are freshmen. So I'm not making excuses for anybody. They also do have, again, uh, a little bit of tumult at the guard position, which I think is affecting them a little bit as well. But more than anything... This offense, Tim Rosenbach is no question one of the best offensive coordinators both in the Big Sky Conference and at the FCS. I think that he's proven that over the last couple years. But think of all of the diverse things that we saw Montana running early on the last couple years that they haven't run right now. Part of that is because Cam Humphrey, I I think he's better than a game manager. I think he can be a, a pretty good to even above average or maybe even good quarterback at the Big Sky Conference level. But he doesn't have the diversity that Dalton Sneed had. I mean, first of all, Dalton Sneed's a pro. I mean, he's in the CFL. He's got a, a elite arm, but also athlete, elite athleticism. He's very, very fast. He can run. Quick twitch kind of guy. Yeah, Cam Humber doesn't bring that to the table. But all that said, part of this offense is the misdirections and the creativity that Tim Roosevelt puts into place. We haven't seen hardly any of that. Gabe Solskjaer hasn't gotten the ball in an end around yet, Molly Flowers hasn't gotten a fly sweep yet. Those are key plays in this offense. We've also seen Kim Humphrey go outside the offense. Andrew Houghton and I, we lived together. We were watching the other night of the Grizz replay. When I initially watched it live, Sammy and Kim's long touchdown, the first touchdown of the game for the Grizz, Quick slant. It looked like Cam Humphrey picked up the blitz, took the hit, threw it to Cam Humphrey or threw it to Sammy Kim on the quick slant. Sammy Kim does the rest. There's no safety. He beats him to the house. Mm-hmm. When you rewatch the play, there's a pre-snap motion, and then all of a sudden you see four out of the five offensive linemen dive at the ground, cut blocking. That was supposed to be a screen to the flat. Humphrey just saw the hot route and hit it. That's one of those ones where if he throws that and Kim doesn't take that to the house, he's getting ripped. The coaches are mad at him for that. But it's a 65-yard touchdown in the north end zone to your superstar. Nobody can say anything to you. But I just think that there's a lot being left on the table for the Montana offense right now, and and that's why I think that Ironically, they're playing the top-ranked team that they've played thus far in terms of FCS opponents mm-hmm. when they travel to Cheney tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. They're playing by far the worst defense that they've played so far. Agreed. This could be the thing that gets Montana right offensively, and I also think they're going to let it rip, and we're going to see a massive diversity in play calling
1: compared to what we've seen three games in. Well, I'm hoping so because, one, it will, it will give confidence not only to the team, but... As you said, the Missoula, the Grizz faithful in and it of itself. And also just kind of put everyone else on notice that this isn't just a one-sided, one-trick pony because the defense is so dang salty. But it'll be interesting to see how they put it together. I also think this is probably outside of UW the most ferocious uh, 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 environment that Cam's going to play in. So it'll also be a good test of his emotional and mental uh, metal, if you will. So it's, it's going to be a good game. We'll see what comes out about it. I wish I could go. I'll be watching on TV. ESPN2, Montana, the number four team in the
0: FCS, versus Eastern Washington, the number six team in the FCS, for as much success as these two programs have had during the 21st century. This is the first time they've played each other when both teams are ranked in the top eight. That surprised me until I thought about it, and then I realized Montana was basically in the top three from 93 to 2009. Eastern Washington was in the top twenty-five from 2002 to about 2009. Then Montana was in the top twenty-five, but not in the top eight for most of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And Eastern was the one that was in the top five. So they sort of traded as kings of the league. There's a variety of reasons why I think Montana, and I have not, I have, I have uh, circled in my analysis. And implied what I think is going to handle happen in this game. I think Montana is going to go to Cheney, and I think they're going to whip Eastern raw. I think the line on this game is six and a half. I would take the Grizz all the way up to 21 twenty one and a half. I would literally take the Grizz by three touchdowns. I think that Montana has a variety of advantages. Starting with, I don't think Eastern Washington can block Montana. If you can't block Montana, it doesn't matter how elusive your quarterback is. If Eric Barry can't, night. if Eric Barry can't stretch plays, then he can't throw deep. That hurts Eastern Washington. Eastern is going to throw a ton of screens. They're going to get their athletes the ball in the perimeter. It's going to work better than it did for Cal Poly. I fully believe that narrative. But I also think that Montana runs the ball better than anybody in the country. I think they get off blocks better than anybody in the country. I think they're almost impossible to get a big play on. I also think Montana has an exceptional advantage in the special teams game. Agreed. I think Montana on offense, has a far superior advantage over Eastern Washington's defense than what the other side of the ball indicates, which I think is a pure stalemate. But more than anything, the two reasons I think Montana is going to absolutely roll in this game on Saturday are, one, I think across the board, Montana has a superior coaching staff to Eastern Washington. Without a doubt. And number two, the head guy at Montana has been looking at this game since he left in 2009. Bobby Houck is 7-1 against Eastern Washington. He has never lost in Cheney. He is fully aware that Eastern Washington is 63-10 and over the last 11 years on the red. He is fully aware Montana is 0-5. Since he left as Montana's head coach, since Eastern Washington installed that red turf, Bobby Houck wants to go in and make a statement. When Bobby Houck wants to make a statement, almost always coach halk makes a statement he did it last year against weaver state in their final regular season home game in 2019 that is and i just get that same similar vibe i think montana is going to be ferocious in everything that they do and if they can consume and and assume control of this game they're not letting off the gas bobby halk will
1: route this thing if he has the opportunity to do it as he should and it's also a good time and i agree i think that this should be Somewhat over by halftime. Uh that's all that's wow. uh, wishful thinking, being somewhat optimistic, hey. but it's gonna be a better game than people expect. Eastern Washington well, no, is I no slouch.
0: See, I see I think it's the opposite of that. I think everybody's expecting it because it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be very reminiscent to the game in Missoula in twenty nineteen when Montana
1: won 34-17. Interesting. I I you you hm. Hmm. I, I just been stymied by the by the man Noah's Nuan is I, I don't know I don't know it goes back to what to me the, the 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 crux point of this game is Cam Humphrey sure do we see the game manager or do we get the quarterback that's what it, that's what it does I know the defense is going to put the offense in a great great position I know special teams is going to do its thing you know flipping the flip and field position I just and we need that trifecta to come alive and that, right now uh, the trifecta that, that's going to make everything go right for the Grizz is Cam Humphrey so we shall see 34-17. 34-17. Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting uh, spread. Definitely interesting. If you want some more insight on
0: this game, we got also. I mean, obviously, we've talked about it extensively, exhaustively on this show. Also had a great Big Sky breakdown this week with thoughts about this matchup and some other Big Sky conference matchups on the Big Sky breakdown. Conversations with both Brooks Nuana's and Ty Gregorak. Also a great interview with Ian Shoemaker. He's the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Eastern. He's the uh, coach for Eric Berry, the Walter Payton front runner right now. And uh, also, I joined Larry Weir, the longtime voice of the Eastern Washington Eagles, on his Press Box podcast, which is presented by the Spokesman Review. So we gave some good insight there uh, as well. Quickly take a look around the Big Sky Conference. This is the matchups. This is a, a week where there's not very many premier matchups, and then the one matchup is the premier matchup Gee. in the country. You got Idaho State at Northern Arizona. NAU looked trash last week. Garbage. After beating Arizona, then they come in and score 10 points and lose in overtime in Greeley, Colorado. Northern Colorado, bad. Northern Colorado, by the way, I watched that game. Northern Colorado has a lot of talent, man. They're good. They're good, man. They're good. Dylan McCaffrey, obviously, he's a five-star recruit. Uh, He's good, but they have good skill parts. Cassidy Woods, the wazoo transfer receiver, is good. That running back. Uh, I I, like him. The Sledgehammer is what I'm going to call him. Gene Sledge is his name. He's a true freshman from Huntsville, Alabama. This is what Ed McCaffrey gets you, right? You can go get a kid from Huntsville, Alabama to come to Greeley, Colorado. Nobody's going to get a kid from Huntsville, Alabama to come to Greeley, Colorado unless you play in the NFL. That's what you get. That said, Northern Colorado, see if they can stay hot against Montana State. Poland State, Southern Utah. Weber State at Cal Poly. Idaho getting into Big Sky Conference play. They had a bye week one. They play at UC Davis, and then, of course, Montana at Eastern Washington. No, you got to go. What movie are you going to go see tonight?
1: New Marvel movie, The Ten Rings. Nice. Big big comic book collector, as many of my people in this world know. Uh, Haven't been to a movie with my boy in so long because of COVID, so it it'd be kind of cool to just kick it with him, and then we'll catch the second half of the Loyola homecoming game, look right out my window, and then I'll be listening for you tomorrow, brother. Got in to, my in my ears for that Grizz game. Let's go. Gotta love it, Rajim
0: e. Subaru. Kind enough to swing by on a love Friday. Love you, man. Love you. Love you too, brother. Thanks so much for being here and enjoy the movie. Thank you, sir. A continuation of the Garden City Spotlight. We'll hear from Matt Johnson, Little Big Sky, right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN Radio.
0: Never forget the moment that dangerous drop. Once upon a time, Michael Jackson, legend. I'm going to tell you all you need to know about everything you want to know about. But first, Matt Johnson, Garden City Spotlight.
5: Joining us now for the Garden City Spotlight is Big Sky head football coach Matt Johnson. Big Sky heading into a uh, big crosstown rivalry game this week against Hellgate. The Eagles coming off a 24 nothing loss to Butte last Friday. So looking to turn it around with this one. Matt, uh, just what does this crosstown game mean to you? I mean, what's the atmosphere like heading into it? Well, you know, I, th- I think, first of all, all of them
3: matter. You know, I think with with taking pride in our program, every game that we play matters. But also in the Crosstown game, you know, we feel like we have a reputation to hold up there um, just from the past and the program that was established before us even. So, you know, anytime you play Crosstown team, it's going to amplify you know, all the kids know each other. they some of them even went to school together. So there's you know a little more on stake for the pride factor and and it's gonna be a big game as far as where the playoffs come into play here too.
5: yeah, I just got off the phone with Mick Morris over at Hellgate. He brought that up too. I mean, both of you guys looking for for league wins here. Uh, just how important is this game for playoffs and potentially making it into the playoffs at the end of the year?
3: Well, it's big. I mean, that's why I say every game we play is a big game. We've got to take each one each week as they come. And this one definitely is, you know, now as you get midseason here, uh, a little beyond it, this is definitely an important game for that factor. And, and, and for setting the message of that we're getting better, we want to move on. You want to put yourself in a good position, but also being able to play your best football at that time too.
5: Yeah, how have you felt about just your progression so far this year and Big Sky now at 1-4, and four. lost to Butte last week to push the losing streak up to three games, but how have you felt about, like you said, just getting better and feeling more confident as the season has gone on?
3: Yeah, you know, really, I really felt our, our first two games we kept taking really good steps. Um, I even think in the Glacier game, we did some good things. We just, we had a span of time in that game where we, you know, had some miscommunication and didn't rise to the occasion when we needed to in some scenarios. But I felt like we did some really good things. The The capital game was kind of an anomaly for us. We just really felt like we didn't get off the bus well. And, And wasn't playing our best football. So if I throw that one out, I thought we took a big step forward against Butte, really even defensively. You know, we put our defense in bad position a couple times, and they were able to keep them out of the end zone and really caused, I thought, Butte a lot of pain because they are a good team. They They have a lot of really good athletes on offense, especially. They can move the ball. They can score quickly. And we had two blown coverages, basically, that gave them 14 before half. Um, otherwise, I think we go in a little different. Our offense has taken good strides forward in a couple areas also. Uh, we were able to run the football last game for over 200 yards. Um, you know, we, we need to make better decisions. We had a couple untimely turnovers. we got to take care of the ball. Besides those, I think we've actually taken some really good steps in the right direction. And I, I really feel like we're due for that to break out now.
5: Yeah, holding a, a four and one Butte team to twenty four points last week is a pretty good, pretty good step in the right direction, Coach. Just what have you seen from from Hellgate? What are you expecting from the Knights this Friday?
3: Well, they're, they're going to throw the ball a lot and they're going to throw deep a lot, mainly to number eleven and one. So you know, we'll have our work cut out for us because you know especially like I told our kids, if you throw the ball up 10 times, you're going to get one or two of them, even if it's, you know, for triple coverage, um, the, the odds work that way. So kids got to stay alive. We've got to be able to take, you know, handle the quarterback. He definitely is good on his feet and good at scrambling and improvising. Um, so we got to be able to take that away and stay in coverage for long periods of time during each play. And, um, you know, and being a crosstown game, you know it's gonna. You know, it adds a little more energy to each one of those each each time you're out there, every play and every quarter.
5: Big Sky Eagles head football coach Matt Johnson joining us here for the Garden City Spotlight. Under One is now ESPN 102.9 Missoula.
0: Portion yeah. of his interview with Andrew. and appreciate Andrew contributing those great prep interviews for us here on ESPN Radio. Hope you had an awesome week. I had a great week, man. We got everything under control. I feel like we're humming along. It's only going to get better. The content's only going to get better. But I appreciate everybody for being here, consuming it, all that. Our podcast numbers through the roof. Our streaming numbers through the roof. Keep it coming. We need you to keep this show rolling because this show is for you. Everything we do, ESPN Radio, Skyline Sports, it's all to accentuate your sports consumption, and we hope that we do it in a unique and uh, fun fashion for everybody out there. Go follow ESPN Missoula, Haymaker Beef, and Alpine Touch on Instagram and Facebook. That'll get you entered for our awesome giveaway. We're, we got 50 days to promote this thing, and we won't stop promoting. Giving you a t- Traeger Tailgate, Tailgate trigger, rather, a Beef box from Haymaker Beef, and some Alpine Touch a gift, gift package from Alpine Touch. We also got a grill and an Otter Box, and uh, a cooler from Twisted Tea as well. You got to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Nuana's Now, and then you also got to go over to Instagram and Facebook and follow Alpine Touch, Haymaker Beef, and ESPN Missoula. Mister Thing in the show. Rajim Seabrook kicked it for most of the show. We tacked all things football. Uh tacked all things big sky conference football. Gave you a prep a preview of the Eastern Washington game against Montana tomorrow. ESPN 2, 8.30 kickoff here in the great state of Montana. We also heard from Dane Oliver from Missoula Sentinel, Matt Johnson from Missoula Big Sky, and Mick Morris from Missoula Hellgate as part of our Garden City Spotlight. Heard from Allie Cottle from Hellgate, our matches from student of the week. And we just had a whole bunch of fun. All of that can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast. You need to subscribe to be eligible for this giveaway. So go do it. Give us a little rating, too. Five stars. Definitely preferred. The Nuanas Now podcast, presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We're hitting the road tomorrow morning. We'll be over there. Uh, you can follow Sky on SportsMT.com for all of your coverage. We'll be watching the Bobcat game against Northern Colorado while we're uh, making the drive, and then we'll be sitting live and in person from the Inferno, Roose Field, from Cheney, Washington. Monday, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, Marty Morningwig, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Those are the highlights of your Monday, so make sure to join us back here at 4 o'clock. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend, consume some football, spend time with family, and have yourself a great day. We'll see you on Monday.